1: Blog Talk Radio
3: I was lost But you came and found me You left your throne Thinking about me You bled and died To show me mercy You gave your all Because you saw mine I was empty, but you came and filled me. I was blinded, but you helped me to see. I was broken, but you made me whole again. I felt like nothing, but you gave me confidence. And I'm filled with so much gratitude, but words are not enough. The magnitude The passion of my love Oh
0: Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night, January the 23rd, 2020. The time is 934 p.m. We are currently in the Alpha Valley Studios tonight with the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore, the founder, overseer, and bishop and pastor of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, conveniently located at 8516 South Compton Avenue, Los Angeles, California nine zero 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 one. He does have Sunday morning worship services at 11.30 a.m. every Sunday morning. So if you're in the L.A. area and you don't have a church home, well, come on down. We would love to fellowship with you in our services. Another quick announcement, this coming Sunday, if you're in L.A. at 3.30 p.m., this is going to be our 8th annual National Holy Prayer Conference. Our conference coordinator, our conference liaison, and our conference innovator is one of our very own. Her name is Minister Lorna D. Harper. She is over the prayer conference. And as our members in our church continue on their 21-day fast, I'd like to Radio Land to continue to pray for them. They're down to the last days. They have two more days in the fast So they've been fasting Already for 19 days Going strong But let's keep them in the prayers So they don't or out Satan does not hit them In the last two days Let's keep them in the prayers So they will continue to fast Until their 21 days is over That is the prayer group The Great All Nations Prayer Band That's what they're called They are praying and fasting For soul salvation In this prayer conference Because that's what we do In our church We look to save souls Now tonight Dr. Rowe will be talking about holiness. Tonight, my title for the episode is Holiness or Else. It's Holiness. What about the scriptures that state if a righteous man turns from righteousness and starts sinning, his righteousness will be forgotten? Now, in Ezekiel 3 and 20, it says, When a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered. Only the reasoning powers of the mind of Christ can unravel the mystery of our godliness. So come let us reason together with Christ's reasoning, Ephesians 3, 3 through 4. The truth of the matter is that there is only one righteous man, Jesus Christ, the righteous man. 1 John 2 and 1 very quickly says, this is why the scriptures refer to Jesus as the Lord, our righteous. And there are so many other scriptures. And then basically, other than he, there is none righteous, not one. For there is not a just man upon the earth who doeth good and sinneth not. Now, for those of you who don't know, we were born into sin, and it is our divine purpose, our divine right to lean and depend on Jesus and ask him, what is our our destiny? Where is our final destination? What does he have us here? What is our purpose? If you lean and depend on Jesus and you listen, you have to wait on him to give you your purpose. And once he gives you the purpose, don't be like the man with the one talent who hid it. Because God gave him five talents, two talents, and one talent. Well, the guy with the two talents and the guy with the five talents, they allowed it to multiply. So God saw favor in them. The man with the one talent, he hid it, thinking if I hide it, I'm good. But he wasn't good. That was a direct disobedience and defiance to the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to learn about holiness. I'm ready because last week, that word was so good. I'm still excited from last week, but I know tonight is part two of the whole series, and you're going to be ready to feast. Get out your Bible, get your pen and paper to take your notes, and let's go to school. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, Dr. Bishop from God bless.
1: Good question, ready
2: land tonight. Thank you. Amen. My daughter tonight, for bringing us home on once again, Amen, in ready your land. God bless each of you out there in ready your land that is tuned this way tonight. Amen. We, As my announcer said, we will continue to maintain, amen, talking about holiness. Praise the Lord tonight. Amen. Many, I got many calls, amen, on this subject on last uh, week. Praise the Lord. Praise God, amen, for somebody tuning in and opening up their ears. Thank God for all of our podcasts tonight, amen, and open the doors for us. We're going to get right into the Word of God tonight and try to pick up, amen, from where we left off on last night. Open your spiritually ears up, amen, that you can hear what thus says the Lord. In the book of Leviticus chapter 10, we'll be reading, amen, chapter 10 and verse 10, Leviticus chapter 19, 1 and 2. Deuteronomy 8 and six, First Peter one fourteen through 16. And Romans 12 and 1. Let me, amen, read these briefly, very short. Leviticus, amen, the 10th chapter and verse 10. It says, and that ye may put a difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean. Now, he's talking to the children of Israel at that time, which relates to us in our time, amen, he's talking to the church. Those of us, amen, that consider ourselves belonging to Jesus Christ, it will let us know, amen, that it is written in the Bible that, amen, we must put a difference between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean. Now, in Leviticus chapter 19, 1 and 2, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, You, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall be holy. Deuteronomy 8, chapter verse 6 says, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his way and to fear him. We're coming on into our new covenant in 1 Peter 1, 14 and 16, as obedient children, talking to the church now, as obedient children, not fashion yourself according to the form of lust in your ignorance, but as he which has called you to holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Romans chapter twelve and one says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Tonight, Amen, we're going to try to go into the scriptures and express them again. The Lord is talking to the body of Jesus Christ. Wholeness is of God himself. He's not talking to certain denominations or certain Christians. He's talking to, as I said, the body of Jesus Christ. Whosoever confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord, God is speaking to us all tonight. So don't say amen. This don't go for me, amen, because I'm not under that denomination This is God's word He's talking to his people And he let us know tonight Amen Hebrews chapter 12 and 14 say Follow peace with all men And holiness without Which no man shall see the Lord It's just impossible for anybody Again no matter what denomination you're under if you are not following the precepts of the Lord, you are not living a holy life. In this modern time, when Jesus comes, you will not see Him. Sin has separated people from God. That's what have brought us into a new element of, of our life, a new world. Amen. That we was not supposed to get into was sin. Jesus said a Amen. Told uh, 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 Adam. Uh, 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 The day, amen, that you eat of this fruit You shall surely die And Satan, amen, come behind Jesus And told uh, Adam and Eve God didn't mean that you shall surely die God meant exactly what he says But we, amen, sin has separated the people from God Through the new birth, however A person is filled with the Holy Ghost and given a new spiritual relationship with God. Since God is holy, Christians are to be holy in spirit behavior and dress. We will talk amen into some of the depths of this tonight. If God is holy, who has made us, there is nothing, uh, no way we can get around being holy. Or we must live a holy life in the eyesight of the Lord. Briefly, men, I made a statement on last week. There was a, a young man went to meet the president of the United States, Ronald Reagan. Since so there was only a limit numbers of invitations, he rightly considered he he rightly considered it was a, a rare honor. But before he could enter the White House Though he had to meet
1: Certain requirements First he had to receive A personal invitation Second he had to Have a political party affiliation And third he had to Wear attire Finally he had to submit
2: Instead to be examined by the security guards We may not all be invited into the presence of government leaders But we all have been invited into the presence of the King of Kings And there are certain requirements, however, we must meet That is, amen, the moral of this lesson tonight You can't just go to Jesus Any kind of way When we stand before the presence Of the Lord himself There are Some requirements that we have to meet Every person that Is going to enter into his kingdom
1: There is some Requirements you're going to have to meet We must Receive a personal invitation If we're going to meet Jesus
2: We we got to see a personal invitation No man can come unto me Except the Father draw him That's St. John 6 and 14
1: We must be born again This is a serious thing
2: Being born again Many folks, amen Is going to church And many folks are claiming Jesus and really still don't know what it means by being born again. But except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. St. John 3 and 5, the new birth experience, experience initially, it is an inwardly holiness. When you, amen, are born again, it brings an inwardly holiness to you. And to whoever, whosoever allow Jesus is to come into their life. Sins are remitted. The person is regenerated. And the Holy Ghost come into his life. We're in a day and time that people are fighting against receiving the Holy Ghost. But I'm afraid, amen, according to the word of God, if you do not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you will not meet Jesus.
1: We must submit our lives in obedience. When we come
2: to Jesus, then we, amen, say we gonna give ourselves to him, we must, amen, submit our lives unto obedience to God, unto God. We must not pursue worldly activities, addressing in a manner that is essential. We live soberly, righteous, and godly in this present world, Titus two, eleven and 12. It's a change in a believer's life when they come to Jesus Christ. Don't let nobody fool you. Young people, middle-aged people, and old people, if you're keeping up with the style of this world
1: and you say you have Jesus,
2: you are not showing the change that God is requiring you to. Our activities and our motives must pass and it must pass an examination. We got to be examined. Be examined by who? By the Holy Spirit itself. We must be examined.
1: Every man's work shall be burned, every man's work shall be made manifest. For
2: For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort
1: it is. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a
2: reward. If your work abide, but if your work don't abide, it's going to be burned out.
1: Know ye not that you? Know ye not that you are the temple of God?
2: and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy it. Read it in your Bible, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 13 and 17. If you destroy, if you destroy, defile this temple, your body is the temple of the, indwelling in place of the Holy Ghost. And if you defile this temple, God will destroy you. Not man. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God clothed them in the skin of two sacrificial animals. There man made leaf approach, did not satisfy God. We will get into that a little later on. Amen. When Adam and Eve was in the garden, they sinned. Their eyes came open.
1: And they put on, Amen, fig leaves. But the fig leaves, Amen, was too short.
2: It didn't satisfy God. God does not want His children,
1: beloved saints of God, is to go around being half naked. So God, Amen, allowed two animals to die,
2: Amen, and clothed them. In something, amen. That was a little bit more appropriate than the fig leaf. God required to atone for and cover their sin for deeds. God don't want to, sh- amen. Don't sh- showing your 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 sin for deeds, amen. By being half naked. In much the same way, our ideal of self righteousness. Now we can, amen. Our
1: self righteousness can make us naked. In the eyesight of the Lord. We must be clothed in the beautiness of holiness. If you want to be clothed, obey the law. The nature of God, the holiness of God, the holy nature of God.
2: It, it, it It is hard for us to imagine the holy dwelling place of God. God whose very nature is holy. His nature is holy. First Peter one and sixteen. He does not tolerate sin in his presence. God does not tolerate sin in his presence. First Timothy six, fifteen and sixteen mentioned the holy dwelling place of God as being that of the only potential the King of kings and the Lord of
1: lords who only has immortality dwell in the light which no man can approach unto whom, uh, unto no man can approach. Would not allow sinful humanity to violate his holy dominion.
2: God is not going to allow sin.
1: the devaluate his holy dimension. When God saw iniquity in Luther, Satan, he cast him,
2: he casted him out of heaven. Ezekiel 28 and 15. And verse 17. He cast him out of heaven along with a third of the angels who had John in his rebellious revelation 12:3 and 9 if god would not tolerate iniquity in his angels
1: who was created in a holy being why should he allow sinful peoples
2: who were made a little lower than the angels hebrew chapter 2
1: and 7 to dwell with him without being clothed
2: from their sin or being regenerated by the Spirit. God is not going to allow sin. is to enter into heaven. When Luther for sin, which was one of God's archangels, God put him out. And if he put him out, and he didn't spare the angels that sin, amen, we are made little more than angels. God is not going to tolerate us. In the days and time, Amen, that the people of God had to go before the tabernacle. God demanded for holiness in His peoples. He was exemplified in the tabernacle plan. God told Moses, "And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them." Exodus 25 and 8. The redeeming type of the Tabernacle made it possible for God
1: to dwell among humanity. But God expresses certain requirements. When
2: he gave Moses the plan for the tabernacle, first there has to be a fence, a fence buried all who were not God's people from entering into the compound. God said, I've got to put some distance between me and
1: these people because they are unclean. Next, the priest had to go three steps into the
2: structure. Now, the priest, Amen, had to take a stand. The priest had to offer an animal sacrifice as a brazen altar. He had to wash himself at the brazen lather. And he had to be anointed with oil, which is a type of the Holy Ghost. Before you you go into the presence of the Lord, you
1: must be anointed. God told Moses, the ground that you stand on is holy ground. Pull off your shoes.
2: You must be anointed. You just can't go any kind of way into the presence of God. We take
1: that so lightly today. Only when
2: these steps were completed could he enter the holy place and ministry. Only when he had obeyed these commandments could the priest go into the holiness and holy of holiness and minister. Look at it today. There are all kinds of people walking into the podium today saying that I know Jesus. But their lives is producing something else. Under the tabernacle plan, the common man could not come close to God. Under that tabernacle, they couldn't even come close to God. Why? They were sinful, they were unclean, they were unholy. He could view him from a distance. Since the death of Jesus on the cross and the day of Pentecost, however, he has made it possible for all to approach him by faith, repentance, and water baptism, and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Through Jesus Christ, we can be partakers of his holiness. Now, the Lord has made a way for us to come closer to him. But there is some requirements that we have to meet still before we can come closer. We've got to repent, turn around, go the opposite way, you got to be baptized
1: in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and speaking in another
2: tongue as the Spirit of God give you utterance. Partakers of His holiness, are you partakers of His holiness tonight? I'm talking to every believer tonight. I'm not talking to denominations. I'm talking to the body of Jesus Christ. Are you
1: partakers of his holiness? How could sinful men even get to God? His sins has completely separated
2: him. Remember, as I said, that they began to sin and separated man from God. In his sinful condition, he was wandering away, unable in himself to atone for his sin and restore his relationship to God.
1: God dwells in replenished glory. But in his love and
2: by his grace, he came to us across the bridge of incarnation. When we didn't have no way, the Lord said, I will make a way that they can come to me. To the effecting of salvation for all who look to him in faith and obedience, his plans of salvation, he, come to us. he came to us through incarnation. The Old Testament requirement in order for God to dwell with the people of Israel, they had to meet his requirements. As according to in Leviticus eleven forty five, God told the people of Israel, You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. He went on to tell them that they were a holy people unto the Lord, Deuteronomy seven and six. The Israelites were to keep their camp clean from human defilement. The camp were to be holy. That is to say, set apart unto God for his special purpose, Deuteronomy 23 and 14. You can't bring anything into the house of the Lord. And when I speak of the church, I'm not talking about the church building, amen. I am speaking about you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about your body. You can't bring
1: anything into your body and expect Jesus to live in it. We're talking about holiness tonight There were many Physical requirements which
2: God uh, Or when the peoples Were to follow God God gave them The people the rigid definition Of who Was and who Was not eligible To enter into the Congregation of the Lord Romans the 23rd chapter reading Individuals with certain physical abnormal. And those who had defiled themselves by touching something dead that
1: was not allowed inside. The priest who ministered in the tabernacle was given a more specified dress code.
2: Now, amen. Hey, man, listen today. It's letting you know if the priest at that time had to have a specified dress code is to go and minister to the people the uh, the priest couldn't come before the people in any kind of dress. He had to dress accordingly to holiness. The principle stands today we have to as ministers of god
1: we have to dress according to holiness. They shall have a linen and a bonnet upon their head and shall have linen breech upon their loins. They shall not girdle themselves with
2: anything that caused the sweat. Ezekiel 44 and 18. The, whole, the holy garment was designed to prevent the
1: defilement of flesh. Ezekiel 28 and verse 2. The high priest
2: wore on his head a turban, a headdress called a mentor. The word holiness unto the Lord was engraved in a plate of pure gold on the front of it. Every time an Israelite looked at the spirit of his leader, He was reminded that God required holiness. That principle should stand today. Every time that the congregation look at God's man or God's woman today that is going to preach his word, it ought to remind them that he is holy. Because that is what we are to represent. Be ye holy, for I am holy, and holy without no man shall see the Lord. Before he could minister, the priest had to be sanctified. And I'm going to say today, before you can minister the word of God, I don't care what kind of gift you have or what kind of anointing you say you have, you better be sanctified. That is set apart for the service of God. Every born-again man of God that is set aside for, amen, the service of
1: God, amen, ought to live a clean life, a righteous life, a holy life. To accomplish his sanctification. He was anointed with oil upon his head.
2: And as I say, that was a type of being anointed with the Holy Ghost. When you preach the Holy Ghost ought to anoint you You ought to be anointed By the power of the Lord Don't get up there with just words The words kill it But the spirit makes it alive Be anointed under the power Of the Holy Ghost Leviticus chapter 8, 12 and 30 In spite of Their observing Of these Strange laws the common people was not allowed into the tabernacles. Even the priests had only a limited access to the presence of God and the holiness of holiness. You don't just be dealing with God's holiness. You just don't be messing with God wholeness.
1: God's holiness. God's holiness is dangerous. And especially if you are not like If you are not an
2: obedient child, you don't have no business trying to shout and give
1: praises to God or preach God's word when you know you ain't right. The minister daily in the holy
2: place, but only one man, the high priest, one man was allowed into the place Of the presence of God And then only once a year And only for a short time Because he couldn't stay in the presence of God For a long time
1: Because he had to offer a, A sin offering for himself From these riches The Old Testament
2: We learn the principle that God requires Of us to come Into his presence Oh, I know you can look all over the United States and all over the world, and at your gathering at your temples and your synagogues and your churches today. Look at the people, and what mind do they come in
1: the building with? All kind of thoughts on their mind. But it's dangerous to bring that foolishness in the presence of God.
2: Although the riches are no longer in effect, the principle has not changed. God's principles have not changed. However, we must remember that all the rules of God a man can make well not in and of himself make us holy enough to approach God. All the rules and regulations that we make, amen,
1: that can't make us well enough to approach God. It takes more than a room. For our carnal nature must be changed. We got to be changed. preacher. if you're not changed, get out of the pulpit. If you
2: ain't living right and you know you ain't living right, quit lying. Because all liars are going to have their part in the lake that's one with fire and brimstone. We are all unclean things. The Bible tells us for all of our righteousness are as filter ray in the eyesight of the Lord. Isaiah 64 and 6. All of our righteousness. I don't care how, what kind of rules you made. If you don't, if it don't apply it to the law of God, then your righteousness is as filter ray in the eyesight of the Lord. Now we know what it requires for us to approach God. And we may desire to do it. But until our nature is changed, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You may know it, but, amen, until you have to be born again, you still can't enter into the kingdom of God.
1: You may have a zeal to want to preach it. You may have a zeal to want to pray, but you first got to repent. You got to meet the requirements of God himself, not a man.
2: Paul, the apostle, wrote of uh, his colonel, enslavement me before his conversion. Paul was enslaved, amen, before his conversion. He was, he, he was a self-righteous man. He went around persecuting the church, causing the church to suffer, but God changed him. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find that I don't know how to do that because I'm carnal minded. A carnal mind is a emitted against God. Romans chapter seven and eighteen. The only solution is to crucify of a carnal lust. Put this carnal lust and nature under
1: subjection. And you can't do that only but by the power of Jesus. The old nature. By repentance, repenting of our sin. Then we must
2: bury with Christ, be buried with Christ in water baptism in the name of Jesus. Now, it is very important, beloved believers, all over the world is to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. That is the only name that you can go down in in order for
1: your sin is to be forgiven. This is not Dr. Moore, but this is the word of God.
2: Putting away the form of sinful life, Romans chapter 6 and 4. When we receive the Holy Spirit, the holy nature of Christ gives us a new life in him. We change it
1: when we really receive it. The New Testament requires, how does a person become holy today?
2: Every person needs to receive a new nature. He must repent of his sins and be born spiritually. He must have a new spiritual nature. The only way for a person to become holy is for him to obey the scripture and exchange his unholy nature for the holy nature of Jesus Christ. That's the only way you can be holy. You have to let the Lord do it. Now, there was a certain man went to Jesus seeking for truth. He originally observed the, real, the ritualistic law of the Old Testament. And in and in addition, he obeyed hundreds of other men's made uh, religious law. Yet he was empty
1: and dissatisfied. Jesus saw his dilemma and said to Nicodemus,
2: "Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit,
1: he cannot enter the kingdom of God." John 3 and 5. Twice Jesus told
2: him that only by having a complete change
1: of nature could he enter the kingdom of God. And that would come about through
2: a new birth consisting of water and spirit. God's plan for our salvation is clear expressed in Acts and 38 Nicodemus did not understand Because he was crown minded Or had a crown nature that the, It didn't understand what it means By
1: being born again But the Lord has to let him know you got to have a, a change In your heart Your old nature don't change you
2: got to put on some new nature that is other flesh is other flesh. And that is other spirit is
1: other spirit. Marvin, not I say unto you, you must be born again.
2: If you follow Jesus and doing the same thing that you were doing before you came to Jesus, you're not
1: born again. We are to repent of our sin. Repentance is
2: feeling godly sorry for our sin, sinful condition. We got to come to be godly sorry. We got to break up the frolic ground. We got to let God know that we are sorry, sorry. Not, 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 amen, father, no man, uh, 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 saying amen, repent, amen, and and God will forgive you. No, you got to come godly sorry of your sin. God got to see your broken heart. And you got to have a contrite spirit. You got to be godly sorry for our sin condition, crying out to God for His forgiveness. God, forgive me. I'm the one that's sin. Turning away from sin and turning to God. And then, then we we are to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sin, washing away our sin, calling on the name of the Lord. According to Acts twenty-two and sixteen, and then after we are baptized, we shall receive the Holy Ghost. Don't fight it, Amen. It's in the Word of God. Many people today they accept Jesus Christ, they have by faith, and they are saved, and that's far they want to go. No, you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost, as it was on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit imparts to us the holy nature of God, make it it's possible for us to have God living inside of us. You don't want God on the outside of you. You want God on the inside of you. And the only way that you can get God on the inside of you, you got to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not saying you can't feel the presence of God, amen, uh, 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 many times, amen. You can feel it. You can feel the anointing on the outside, but that does not mean that he doesn't come
1: on the inside. You got to have him on the inside. When a person receives the Holy Ghost, he becomes a son of God.
2: And by new birth, our bodies become the temple of the Holy Ghost, according to 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. It possesses the treasure of God, God's presence in earthly vessels, Second Corinthians 4 and 7. With the holiness of Jesus Christ dwelling in us, we have the ability to live holy. That's the only way we can live holy is Jesus living holy within us. You can't do it in the flesh. You can't do it by yourself. Jesus got to come and live within you in order for you to live holy.
1: Holy exemplifies. After God dwell, after God delivered Israel from Egypt. Listen, God had to deliver Israel from Egypt.
2: By the Passover, through the Red Sea, he led them to Mount Sinai. God then commanded Moses to sanctify the people so that he could visit them. Amen, thunder and lightning and a trumpet of blast. And the Lord descended upon Mount Sinai in fire, Exodus 19 and 18. Moses then met with God and received the law. The ordinance gave by God set Israel apart to make them a holy nation, Exodus 19 and 6. Amen. They had to come before the Lord, and God had to sanctify them that they may come a holy nation. In the New Testament, God uses the symbol pattern found the church approximately 50 days after Christ died on the cross. At the uh, uh, on the cross, as the Lamb of God, the church was born on the day of Pentecost. And that's two, one through four. God fulfilled the promise of Jeremiah. I will put my law in their inwardly part. Amen. I will put my law in their inwardly part and write it in their heart, Jeremiah 31 and 33. With the accomplishment of the wind and the fire God called to dwell inside his church, making them a holy people.
1: Hebrew chapter
2: 12, 17 through 24. What about the law of Moses? With the coming of the Spirit, the purpose of the law was fulfilled. The law was to bring us to Christ. Galatians 3 and 24. It showed man... His desperately need for a Savior. Then he could not attain to the righteousness of the law in and of itself. But when a person received the Holy Ghost, he received the desire to do right. The Holy Ghost will teach you all things, John 14 and 26, and he will guide you into all truth, John 16 and 13. If a person received the Holy Ghost and obeyed, his prop, he will live a life of holiness. For what the law could do, for what the law could not do, is that as weak God sent his own son in the likeness of separate flesh and condemned sin in the flesh. The law of the schoolmaster is to bring us into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about
1: holiness tonight to the body of Jesus Christ. When Lenin. with a line around the tabernacle.
2: The fence around the tabernacle is similar to the holy standards in the church today. It was the first thing people saw when they approached the tabernacle and the standards of holiness the church maintained are often the First thing people notice about the church Standards are not a barrel
1: A barrel to keep the church in Rather they keep They have keep worldliness out
2: God, people And out of his presence Standards of wholeness Set the people of God apart And special people for there is a visible difference between them and the people of the world. Standards will keep wholeness within and keep the world out. All churches, all believers ought to have some standards in the Lord. Physical requirements and the dietary law. God does not dwell in temple made by hand, a man, rather of a bodies. Are now the temples of the Holy Ghost We would Not allow Ungodly attractions such as Smoking or drinking To occur Inside our church building So neither should We allow anything In our physical bodies That is dirty Defiled Or addict Our bodies are holy And set apart for God use. Now, amen. We got sense enough to know, amen, in the physical requirement, amen. If somebody come in smoking and drinking, amen, in our church building, amen, we will not allow that.
1: And so neither, amen, do we allow in our physical body things that are dirty. Dirty-minded. Defilements of your mind Addicts
2: Our bodies are set apart for the Lord You are somebody, amen Your bodies are a clean vessel It is important, amen That we do not abuse or defile them You don't abuse your body You don't defile your body Your body, your body is sacred unto the Lord Now, in the New Testament, Jesus added another uh, dimension of holiness, or inwardly inwardly holiness. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said by them of olden time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Jesus said, if you look at a woman, you lust minded peoples today, that amen, say so you saved and sanctified, and looking at one another and lusting after one another, you done broke the law of God. I'm gonna say, man, you must quickly repent and let God restore you. Matthew chapter 5, 27 and 28. True holiness began in the heart but it is utterly expressed itself in a person's outwardly appearance. True holiness
1: starts in the heart, and it don't just start in the heart. It comes from the inside out. The core of holiness is our ability to love
2: God and our fellow man. A person's attitude will reflect whether or not his spirit is holy. Your attitude will tell off on you whether you are holy or not. Now, the dress code, it is a dress code for those who serve in the tabernacle was important to God under the old covenant. How much more important is it to him today? If they had a dress code back there. And amen, it has to be specified for the people. How much more is it important today for a dress code in God's house? For the same reason, God wanted his servant to be separated and distant from others in the Old Testament. We should be distant as God people. God has been interested in people's Appearance from the time of Adam and Eve, Falling into the into sin in the Garden of Eden, according to Genesis three and twenty-one. God has been interested in our appearance. When Adam and Eve fell in the Garden, God did something. The only way amen, a man address code a standard of holiness can be properly today is on the base or the principle behind it. God never changed. God don't change. So the principle for all he has ever done remains unchanged. God does not uh, uh, God don't change. That which God once hate or abhors, he will always despise. Let us examine a few other scriptures, standards whom principle will always remain effective. Now, amen. We find this. It is an abomination to God for a man or a woman to cross dress. That is to wear clothes of the opposite sex. My God, I, I, I'm just getting into this Deuteronomy, amen, 22 and 5. Some people would argue that Deuteronomy 22 and 5 is no longer in effect, or that it cannot be applied to our a manner of addressing today. But the verse of Scripture clearly states that those who cross-dress are abomination to God. Since God he never came, it is obvious, still an abomination to Him. As applied today, during the Roman 22, 5, identified the modern trend towards unisex clothes, in hairstyles. The extreme result is witnessed in the fashion of homosexuality and lesbians who are rebellious against God and his desire for human sexuality. My time will not permit me, my beloved, to finish this tonight, but God will tonight, amen, the enduring principles but them of Deuteronomy 22 and 5 is not there will be a distance between the clothes worn by the section of the verses of the scriptures in Deuteronomy 22, as well as other scriptures. Passions also teaching the principle of maintaining a distance. Put all right on righteousness. Amen. God don't like singing. It's the doctor law tonight, saying, God bless you. I love you, but I must tell you the truth.
0: Okay, that was great. Again, hope you listened to the last week. It was more fire this week. So listen to our Holiness Series, which will continue next week. Don't forget very quickly, keep the Great All Nations Prayer Band in your prayers. They have two more days in the 21-day fast. Keep them in your prayers and also 3.30 on Sunday. If you're in Los Angeles, we are having our national prayer conference. Our conference leader is our minister and visionary, Lorna D Harper. So please come on and support. We love you. And we will be back next week. If the Lord says the same, we'll see you in church on Sunday. Good night and God bless. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?